This podcast possibly contains spoilers, but definitely includes explicit language. Welcome to For the Watch podcast. For the Watch, also <laughs> known as um, Game of Fan Fiction. Yes. So we are talking about episode two of season six of Game of Thrones. Hold on, let's do the theme song. Womp 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 womp. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> I thought it was For the Watch, For the Watch, For the Watch, Watch, Watch. Uh, we'll yeah, we did last week. <laughs> <laughs> here, here at For the Watch, we don't really appreciate branding. So. We keep you on your toes. Yes. <laughs> also, we forgot to introduce ourselves last time. Who are you? I'm Brother Joshua. And you? I'm Casey. And I'm Adrian. I mean, 80. I'm 80. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the different places in um, Game of Thrones and what happens... And then we'll end with some predictions, some questions, and... Corrections. Corrections, which you should write in about. <laughs> and also, who is the worst of this episode? Yes. This is a long episode. Can we also do who's the best? We can also do who's the best. Okay. So we start out at Beyond the Wall, which uh, is uh, Brandon Stark just chilling uh, with the Three-Eyed Raven. They go back in time... And uh, Benjen and Ned are fighting. Roderick is helping out. And uh, we find out that Hodor has a name. What is what? his name? What you talking about, Willis? Yeah. <laughs> Too bad they didn't say that in the episode. Yeah. Uh, Bran looks pretty blind when he's looking into the past. What was that, Casey? Nothing. I figured it out. I didn't get your joke. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and right when the good stuff's about to happen, a.k.a. something, looks like uh, Leanna and, and Willis are talking about stuff, and then Willis is not able to actually hang out with the, the young guys and play. Yeah, because right. Nan, Nan takes him away and says, oh no, you're just a stable boy. Just a simple stable boy. Yeah, Nan decides that's the right way to do things. Um, so, Bran and Roderick and all those people are hanging out in Winterfell, and then... The three-eyed raven is like, no, no, we need to go back, because otherwise you'll drown, right? That's yeah, he's a party pooper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of water metaphors happening in this episode. Um, they go, they cut back and they talk to Mira, who's unhappy about chilling by herself. Yes. Um. So with the whole Mira thing, she was always such a like a strong person with um with her brother taking care of him before he died. Um. That. I'm hoping that she's going to be, like, an actually genuinely strong female character coming up with, um, you know, with, with helping Bran in the upcoming war that is coming, according to the Three-Eyed Raven. Um, so I'm hopeful for her character to develop a little bit this season. Do we care about that little, like, elf girl? The one that I, was like, Mira, just, Brandon needs you. She's, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess just in that she can, like, say that, but she, um, she's just one of the children of the forest, isn't she? Yeah. She's yeah. one of supposedly many, but, uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do with them. actually do a lot of people up like that, so. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they're not supposed to age, and they recast the character, or the actor. It doesn't look the same at all. <laughs> Not that anybody can really remember from, like, season four, anyway. Well, I think it was, like, a CG character that they did. And not someone who looks like they from Star Trek? Yeah. It's really weird. We have to go back and rewatch some things, but, uh, 
Yeah, they're bringing back characters that uh, we were supposed to like remember from ages ago. Yeah, and they also recast Three-Eyed Raven as somebody else, so that's weird, too. Yeah. Um, then we go to the wall. Back down to the wall, down south. Um, so at the wall, uh, Alistair is uh, finally coming around to midnight, and he's like, oh, guys, you better come out of there. I'm going to get real mad. And uh, Sir Davos and his crew of Motley brothers uh, draw their swords and... They're getting ready to fight when all of a sudden a giant bursts through the wall gate and or the castle gate and proceeds to kill one person. Then everyone just like pisses their pants and drops their swords and bows that was and arrows. amazing timing. I mean, this new season seems to have a thing for particular timing, which is something that doesn't really happen in life. <laughs> In life, but I mean, in the past they've had kind of similar timing where just like things happen to happen at the same time, right? They've done it too much this season, in my opinion, because, I don't know, things are working out a little too well for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, for one one to come by and be like, smash, smash, that's just unbelievable. Yeah, one one. We know who one one is, right? A little too happy-go-lucky for for George R. R. Martin. A lot more people would have died already if he were still writing this stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And why do they keep cutting to Ollie? Like, we don't care about Ollie. Why is he even at the door? Because he's not, like, a sworn brother, is he? Or did he, like, do that last season when he was still a kid? I'm not sure I, about I think that. he did, so he could become um, John's hand or whatever. You know what I mean? He was, like, the hand of the um The hand the that wipes guy. the ass? Lord Commander. <laughs> What? The hand that wipes the ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so they unnecessarily cut to Ollie, who just stands there, like, grimacing the whole time. Um, and... Yeah, so the the brothers give up. The wildlings, I guess, take over. But they gave him so easily. Yeah, They were just like, oh my god, I'm gonna drop my sword now. Yeah, I mean, they're pansies. I mean, Jon Snow was the one that was, like, leading them. And Alistair doesn't really have that kind of charge anymore, it seems. Unless they're all stabbing, they're Julius Caesaring uh, Jon Snow. Yeah, unless they're, like, picking on one guy and not a giant or any other, like, wildling. It's it's really sad, but I'm glad it happened. So, they plan on burning Jon Snow's body, and then we leave him there, basically. Where else do we go? So then they, they pan back to King's Landing, where this drunk guy with a cockney accent is talking about how during Cersei's walk of shame he was like hey look at my penis and she was like yeah I'm looking at your penis and then afterwards Franken Mountain comes up and just like drunk guy is pissing up against a wall Franken Mountain comes up and just like shoves his head into the wall and it explodes because that's what Franken Mountain does to people's heads um and then Franken Mountain heads back to Cersei um, I mean, they're, they're best friends now, I guess. He's like, he's like her mastiff. <laughs> her he's massive like her mastiff. big old doggy pet. So, yeah. and he just kills people for her. So she goes down, she wants to go to Marcella's funeral and the most terrified little soldiers are there to stop her with Franken Mountain. And then the funeral scene happens without her. She... 
thankfully doesn't make Frank a mountain kill all of her son's guards. Um, cause he totally could. Yeah. And... Um, when, when the, uh, the guards showed up again, this is another thing about timing. Uh, they all happened to show up at the exact same time. Uh, they weren't standing there because you definitely see them approaching. Like I, I took that is that they were like on their way to go tell her like, hey, you can't go to Marcella's funeral, and she was like just getting ready for it. You know, like I, I took that to be more of like actually genuinely could be just good timing on on their part that she was like, okay, well I'm ready to go now. I'm gonna head out. And then they were on their way already to say what Tommen had told them. Yeah, you know? I guess I guess that's believable. I, also, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I'm not going to nitpick everything. Keep going. <laughs> um, so then they show Tommen and Jamie next to Marcella's dead body, um, and you know they're they're talking, and Tommen's just you know, reiterating how he's not a good king because he's so weak, and, you know, Jamie's giving him some fatherly advice. Does Tommen know that Jamie's his dad? Does he know? No, I don't think so. Marcella knew, but she's smart. But I mean, she, she died. died. <laughs> like, two minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, Tommen, Tommen's so innocent. Um, and, yeah, no, so, so that he's just complaining about how he, like, you know, he didn't stand up to, for his mom, he didn't stand up for his wife, and he's just letting that, the sparrows sort of take over, and then the sparrows show up. And take the speaking of the, the sparrows, um, so the high sparrow shows up, right? And he's there for a reason we don't know. He's not leading the funeral or anything. Uh, supposedly he's just there to, I guess, threaten Jamie? Because otherwise, like, why why is he showing up? Why is he showing up at this point? It's a good question. But then, <laughs> also, once Tommen leaves, uh, Jamie starts uh, picking on the High Sparrow, and uh, High Sparrow's like, oh, you would shed blood in this place? In this holy temple? And he's like, yeah, sure, why not? And uh, then all of a sudden, oh, look, the little sparrows come out. So they were there the whole time um, with weapons, Ready to spill blood in the temple? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that didn't make any sense. It, didn't, it doesn't make sense. His motive for being there doesn't make sense unless he's trying to, like, just prove a point. But it's well, also hypocritical, they so... They do say that he is, like, the Bernie Sanders of um, Westeros. He's trying to overthrow the Empire. You know, make things equal again. Saying everyone has sins. Well, I mean, Bernie doesn't say he's that. Trying but... yeah, <laughs> he's trying to break up the big houses. Trying to break up the big houses with his little birds. Yeah. He's big on Twitter. Yeah. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> Bernie Sanders and Game of Thrones. I mean, I can see the similarity there, despite the uh, the faith motive. Um, but yeah. I can see it in the hair, too. <laughs> yeah, he got, they got the same hair. He has the same stylist. <laughs> the wind. Um <laughs> So, um, they, the, the sparrows maybe could have been there to make sure that Cersei didn't come. Because isn't that what Tommen said at the at the beginning? Whenever he was like, you know, it's not safe for you, blah, blah, He He sort of cited that as a reason. Yeah, but what would they do to Cersei? Would they kill her? I don't know. Would they I, don't, be, I don't know. Like, there's no it's, clear well, I mean, motive. That was the only reason why he gave. Like, why else would Cersei not be able to go to her own daughter's funeral? Like, according to Tommen. Yeah. And they, they didn't exactly spell it out. 
which is something they've been so fond of doing, so that's kind of strange. Maybe they actually have <laughs> something they plan on revealing later, so let's hope for that. Do you think he loves his mi- his wife or his mother more? Uh, his mom, definitely. Yeah, I think he's mama's boy. Yeah, he hasn't had sex yet, so... Oh, he has! Has he, though? Yes, because she kept saying, um, Marjorie kept saying how, like, his stamina just, like, couldn't stop. Oh, right. Going. Yeah. Remember that, you remember that episode? Because he's boy. Yeah. <laughs> there was a huge snipe that happened with Marjorie and Cersei being like, oh, well, maybe I can sleep tonight, or something like that. I mean, that could have also just been Marjorie just, you know, saying stuff to get under Cersei's skin. It doesn't necessarily have to be true. No, I think that they've shared a bed. Oh, well, let's hope so. Um, but it, and if that's the case, then he is not fighting for his woman at all, and he is such a mama's boy. After the, um, the weird confrontation in the church... So, King Tommen goes back to visit his mama. Can I just say that I love this note that you have in here, that everyone has the same haircut in King's Landing? It's <laughs> 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 like, I saw that, I just died. Like, everyone wants the pixie so cut. <laughs> Literally everybody, except for Bernie, has the same haircut in King's Landing. Well, if he had more hair, um, he would have the same haircut. What? If he had more yeah. hair, he would have the same haircut, yeah. You're right. <laughs> um... And so, so Tommen visits his mom, and Cersei is, is very, I don't know, she's very distant. She's standing there, and Tommen's, like, apologizing and, and having a little baby meltdown, and she's just, like, staring off into space, just not really, I mean, she's paying attention, but she's just, she's sort of placating him. She's like, it's okay, I forgive you, you're fine, like, she's, she's just still treating him like a little kid, and... And, you know, then, you know, I guess, I don't know if she actually forgives him because now he's her last kid or if if she's, you know, going a different direction, she's not going to be such a psycho anymore or now she's going to be more psycho because they well, took all her babies away. Like, right. I mean, she I knows, knows that he's going to die, gonna right? Do. She knows but, he's going to die because of the, the prophecy that happened. The curse. So, That's true. I mean, the, she... It's like almost like she doesn't really care about him because she knows it, what the end result's going to be. Um, like, why put a lot of effort into something that you know is just going to fail? <laughs> That's awful. It's just fun. <laughs> um, true, but uh, I think this scene was interesting because I feel like she was trying to win back her power with Tommen by like not giving him attention uh, until like he finally asked for her help. And then she, like, went back to him and gave him a hug and was like, yes! She got her power back. So, so right now, like, he's just hanging out and the High Sparrow comes to visit him occasionally and tells him that his wife and his um, mother are bad people? Is that what happens? Apparently. Or does he have somebody who's, like, whispering into his ear, like, a Varys or a Littlefinger who, like, is trying to manipulate him? Well, Varys is, uh, gone. Littlefinger's gone. His I mean, mom somebody was like in... that, like... Who's actually just a, a bad? Yeah, like the king's figure. council. The, yeah. The um, what the hell happened to all of them? They all kind of scattered last time, so I don't know who he has. Yeah, I think maybe it's the high sparrow, but it doesn't seem like they're super close, or else they would have acted differently when the high sparrow came into the death chamber. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about the who's been kind of guiding the kingdom in everyone's absence? I mean, it wasn't a long time, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Before Cersei got locked up, I thought it was her. Um, 
because she's got Tommen wrapped around her finger. But I don't know. I don't know who else it could be. Yeah. So after that, it kind of fades off into black, and uh, we end up in Marine, uh, where we have Tyrion making jokes about Cox, which is really awkward with the men in that room, considering more than half of them don't have them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the joke about drinking and knowing things, um, I thought would have been better if he had said something about how he, re- he used to read books. That's one of the first things you learn about Tyrion in the first book, is that he actually read a lot, uh, because he had nothing else to do. Uh, he couldn't, he couldn't fight, he couldn't, uh, ride horses, you know, generally speaking. Uh, so, he knows things because he's actually educated about them. He used to read books about dragons and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of silly, I thought. Um, although, I mean, it made for a good punchline. Um. <laughs> Dick jokes. Yeah. Well, no, about knowing things and reading and, and drinking. <laughs> Alcoholic jokes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so he says, the fleet has been burned. It's like... No shit. Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> um, and then they start talking about the dragons and how hungry they are. Yeah. I guess it's a symbolic thing. They want to uh, get the dragons back out there to kind of show that Daenerys is still kind of in the realm or has power or something. But since they're not eating, they have to let them go to go eat and whatnot. So um, I think it's kind of going to be a symbolic thing to hold on to what kind of power they seem to have. Uh, I wanted to point out that Grey Worm is alive. Yeah, Grey Worm is indeed alive. We weren't quite sure uh, from the end of last season because he got uh, hurt pretty bad. Um, But he's doing well, which is good. Um, And Jacob, his name is Jacob Anderson, uh, who is like a really cool actor, and he apparently is also a rapper. He goes by the name of Raleigh Ritchie. Oh. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's got some uh, good things on YouTube. Oh, he was also Ooh. in um, Broadchurch, just for anybody who's counting. Yeah. Br- all the British shows. I don't either. Um, so, he was the boyfriend of the the sister of the kid that died in Broadchurch. Like, he oh. was the bad influence boyfriend, kind of. He yeah. He was there for a okay. minute or two. I think you remember that. Yeah. Hey, I didn't know that. That's a good show, too. We should do a podcast on that show. <laughs> <laughs> um, that'll just be like, who's the killer? Who's the killer? <laughs> um, so Tyrion's like, I'm drunk. Let's go hang out with some dragons and free them. So he goes down with Varys and is like walking down the steps very slowly with his little torch. And you think that the dragons are going to kill him, but they don't because he talks to them and soothes them and tells them that he's friends with his mom, with their mom. Yeah, and they, it's funny that they also speak English as well as Valerian. Well, they are multi-talented. They are very intelligent dragons. Yeah, they're like horses, but with wings and scales and breathe fire and have horns. Yes, all those things. Um, so he's talking about about how when he was a kid he wanted to have a dragon and then he like cried himself to sleep or something. Um, which makes him more endearing than when he's talking about cocks and making stupid jokes about that. Because otherwise we would totally, I would totally lose respect for him. Um, he ends up freeing the dragons, which means a lot of deaths, but well, at least people will be fearing... Uh, the mother of dragons, you know. He unshackled the dragons, and then they kind of scuttled off into the darkness, and we don't know if there's another door there or anything, but... Um, do you think that Dra- Danny's gonna, like, feel that they've been released, that feel like they're close by, and hopefully be rescued? Kind of like, uh, Treyu in, um, with his luck dragon in The NeverEnding Story. No, because they're not luck dragons, but I think Are that... you sure they're not luck dragons? I, well... 
They are pretty lucky. With a bit of luck, (laughs) they could be. Um, I think maybe they'll try to sniff around and find uh, their mama. Casey, what do you think? I hope they do that. I haven't. I didn't really think about where the dragons were going to go. Um, I was I was more thinking about their reaction to Tyrion. So that's that's sort of part of. I don't want to like jump ahead to predictions or anything, but that's sort of part of of a of a fan theory um, that Tyrion is actually a Targaryen. Um, and he pulled and the short so, straw, right? <laughs> what? He pulled the short straw. <laughs> oh, not funny. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, if, if they get out and everything, then they could probably go find their mom. Um, I hope they do, because she's, you know, not in a very good place right now, given that she's with the Dothraki, but, yeah. Then, um, as Tyrion is about to leave, he tells Varys that he, if he ever has an idea like that again, he should be punched in the face, which seems like a very un-Tyrion-like thing to say. Yeah, I think he, he would have said something more along the lines of, if I ever have an idea like that, Punch me in the cock. Because yeah. that sounds more like him. Because he has one. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh-huh. huge. He's a tripod. Uh-huh. Um, so then we go to Bravos. Don't ask what? me how I know that. What happens in <laughs> Bravos, Joshua? Little blind princess that she is, Arya, is just getting the shit kicked out of her again. Really boring. She doesn't get a lot of screen time. It's really sad because there's a lot that they could do with her, uh, but they are just choosing to stretch out her storyline for reasons unknown to us. Um, because but at least there's some, like, quick turnaround on that, because she, uh, in the last episode, she was, like, blind, and now she's still blind, but now she's, like, fixed that up. Like, instead of... They could have done that last episode, though. But same thing you could say about other parts of this show. That's what I'm saying. Their timing is really weird with everything right now. Um, as well as, like, the actual progression of time, because it's maybe... a. Maybe a day for people? I'm not sure. Because it feels like some places have more than a day and some places have less than a day. So we'll, we'll see with Arya. Um, but she gets beat up. But then, since she got beat up so well, that mysterious... He has a name. <laughs> the, the least that she calls him. Anyway, that, that face-shifting dude uh, is like, oh, hey... If you tell me your name, I'll give you a roof to sleep under. And she's like, a girl has no name. He's like, okay, well, if you tell me your name, I'll give you some food. And she's like, no, a girl has no name. Uh, (laughs) And he's like, all right, if you tell me your name, you'll get your ice bag. She's like, girl has no name. And so he's like, all right, cool girl, come with me. And they're going to make her like a fucking ninja assassin or whatever. They're going to give her a makeover now. Oh, yeah, extreme makeover. It's an ambush makeover. <laughs> She'll have a whole new face. All right, then we go to Winterfell. What's happening in Winterfell, Casey? Um. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What? Winterfell, where they have some of their bolts roosts. <laughs> oh, that wow. was a stretch. That was a stretch. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> uh, Roose Bolton and Ramsey Snow... And Lord Karstark. <laughs> oh, shots fired. <laughs> I know, right? Come at me, bro. <laughs> um, With a knife. Hug. Don't hug me. Don't even come close to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't hug me. They're all yelling about stuff, and um, Lord Karstark sort of plugs in that that Rob Stark killed his father, and like that was in the previews from you know the previously on 
The pre-spoilers. Um, yes. And then the the maester comes in and he's like, "Congratulations, Lord Bolton! You're another father. Your your wife had a boy." And then Ramsey's eyes start twitching and he gets all crazy faced and he's just like, "Uh uh-uh. And he goes over and he's like, you know, congratulations, blah, blah. And he's, he's taking it very diplomatically. And then, um, I forget what exactly Ruth says, but Ruth is like, you know, you're, you're always going to be my firstborn son or something like that. And then Ramsey's like, dad, that means so much to me. And he looks, he looks really genuine, but he's not because then he stabs him. And then, um, there goes Lord Bolton. He's dead now. So, and he died on camera. So he's really dead. Yep. And um, Lord Karstark doesn't do anything, which I thought was a little weird. Um, but not really because he's sort of spineless. But then Ramsey tells the maester to go get Walda and that to let the realm know that, that, you know, Lord Bolton was poisoned by their enemies. And he's the maester's like, you know, well, okay, <laughs> by their enemies, like, oh my god. He seems like such a sweet man. That maester was, like, breaking my heart during that entire scene. I was just like, I can't, you know, I felt so bad for him. Yeah, um, rock and roll like, this is your lord now, you'll treat him with respect. And um, so then Ramsey, so that, you know, that scene ends. He goes, goes and gets Walda, and Walda comes out. After, ha- like, literally having just given birth, she's like, super perky walking around with a newborn baby in the snow she for some reason follows ramsey into the dog pound and the like i get that walda's not the brightest but that was really dumb like you know (laughs) don't trust ramsey and that was just really not that she could run away but like that was really dumb yeah and the Uh, fact that she was hesitant to give ramsey the baby to begin with it's like okay so you're protective of the child, but you'll put yourself and the child into immediate danger. Sure, why not? Exactly. And then, so obviously, Ramsey kills her, too, with dogs, because that's his weapon of choice. Um, but we didn't see her die on camera. We didn't want yeah. to see her die on camera, okay? <laughs> she had a baby, and they were going to kill the baby with dogs. Those dogs are really hungry because they never found Sansa. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> not that, well, I mean, they won't be hungry now, so... <laughs> <laughs> I went there. Um, so, yeah, so then they sort of pan away, and um, did somebody else want to take um, the Sansa part? Or Oh, yeah, we're down to that part now. Yeah, um, so it cuts to uh, Sansa, Brienne, Podrick, and Theon in the woods, and he is Theon now because he stopped calling himself Reek and shuddering and sputtering. It's because he took a shower in the water, or he took a bath? He, he only waded through the water, yeah. So he no longer reeks. Yep. He's a little bit smelling nice now. Um, so... Patrick has tr- a lot of trouble lighting a fire, which is concerning because Sansa now has to travel with them to the wall, and I don't know if they're going to make it, first of all. Um, <laughs> but uh, Theon and Sansa have a conversation, um, and Theon quits... Uh, well, he gives up on taking Sansa to the wall, even though he said he would have, you know, died to get her there. But, yeah, he'd rather just go home now. Now that she has, like, other traveling companions, he's like, nah, I'm good. So, uh, you have fun. I'm gonna take my dickless self to my home, where they don't even like me. 
So, and they're going to try to kill me because I am a threat to the throne. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know that yet, but he will soon. He will soon, because then we go to the Iron Islands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so they, they cut to the Iron Islands where Asha and uh, Lord Balon are talking about uh, Deepwind Mud and how they lost all their castles on the shore and how they want to build up the Iron Islands again. Um, and at, when Asha wanted to was the only one that, like, risked her life to rescue Theon, and Balon's like, I didn't want to do that. Why'd you do that? That was such a long time ago. It, w- it was, and it was a very sh- quick segment that they did. It was like a, let's rescue Theon montage. So, Asha is the heir, and, uh... Well, Greyjoy says that she is his heir. He's like, if you don't shape up, I'm not gonna make you my heir anymore. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so, you gotta shape up. Cause I need a throne. Throne. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so after that conversation, Lord Balon goes to his room, but first he has to cross this rickety old bridge, which connects the uh, castles on the uh, uh, Iron Islands. And oh, lo and behold, it's a small reunion because his brother's back. His brother Euron, um, who's a total douchebag, comes and blocks the way. And they have uh, a really shitty conversation about, uh, what are they even, they just kind of like diss on each other for a while and then... Well, apparently um, the brother lost his mind and almost committed suicide, so they had to, to tie him to the mast so he wouldn't jump overboard. Um, but then when he, when that's over with and the storm like calms down, he cuts out the tongues of the men that he was working with so that he could have, quote, silence. And um, says so, he so is a freak, storm. Yeah, he's a freaky deaky. Yeah, so Balon is like, how can you have lost your mind in a storm? That's like, not cool, man. And so, to prove that he doesn't lose his mind, he throws his brother over the... Throws Lord Balon over the bridge. Yeah. But I think he gets stabbed in the process? Uh, yeah, he gets across the face. Okay, because he got injured somehow. I saw something happen very quickly in the dark, in the rain. In the mist, yeah. like, um, so Balon's dead, we suppose, and, uh, now the king's moot will be held to find out who will be the heir, and Ash is all like, mm, I'm gonna be the heir, my daddy told me I was gonna be the heir, and the other guys are like, nah, What's you're a, a girl. King's the king's moot is the most boring part of the, uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> book, where they sail around and basically talk politics, and tr- it's basically the campaign. Oh. It's basically a lot of people trying to campaign to become king of the Iron Islands, and uh, you have Asha, Rodham, Greyjoy, and you have <laughs> everyone else, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's basically politics and boats, and more politics, and sexism, and that's it. Yeah. For, for chapters and chapters and chapters. But anyway, we're going to get more of that, which is great. Um... So what's what's what happens yeah. after that? Then we go to um, Winterfell. Back at the wall, right? Yeah. Oh no, sorry, the wall. Um, you want to talk about it, Casey? Sure. Um, so it cuts to Melisandre staring sadly at a fire, and um, Davos comes in and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting," and she's like, she's like super down in the dumps. She's She's hit rock bottom, basically. Um, she's like, you're not interrupting anything. I'm worthless. Um, 
And then they, they talk about other red priests that have like resurrected people. And he's like, you know, well, can you do that for Jon Snow basically? Um, and did you guys want to talk about your, your point for this? Um, well, so Davos says, fuck them all. Like, don't care what other people think. And I think that it's a Fuck li- them all counter up to two. Yeah. I think that in the next episode, I mean, the rest of the season, they're going to keep saying, fuck them all, fuck those people, like, we're the best. Because that's apparently all people can say. Yeah. Like, their, their uh, repertoire is just so limited at this point because they don't have the books to rely upon. Yeah, they don't have the dialogue already spread out for them. Yeah, so you just have the people saying stupid things like that that seems out of character. Yeah. I agree that I agree that it was a, it was a bit out of character for Jamie, but he has been known to be vulgar. Um, but for for Davos, it I think it kind of fit. He, like he's he's super upset that John's dead, and he couldn't read before Shireen taught him. I don't know if they actually did that in the in the show, they but did. they definitely did that in the book. And so the you know it, it's just he's not he's not like a He's smart because he's just naturally smart, but he's not, like, well-read or well-spoken or devout or anything like that. So, like, he has no reason to put on airs and talk like he could, I guess. Yeah, he's not, like, a proper knight. He's, like, the onion knight. Exactly. Um, so, I, I agree. It is It is definitely becoming overdone having two scenes and two episodes um, that have, like, you know, fuck this shit, blah, like... Like, they're not bros. They need to not talk like that. Um, yeah, it's not a game of bros. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that, I mean, that one at least didn't, that one didn't stick out as badly as Jamie's did, in yeah, my opinion. I, I agree with that. Um, but it's still, it's weird to hear. I really need to go back and watch these other episodes to see how they cursed before. Because if this is going to, how the show is going to continue with, like, less nudity slash really old-person nudity and more cursing, (laughs) then I don't know if I'm on board with that. Yeah. I mean, they definitely cussed in the earlier episodes. I just don't remember... I don't think they they sounded so modern. Yeah. They would say fuck, like, but not in the same way. Yeah. You know? Or um, they use more colorful language to, like, say shit. So then... We have Melisandre, like, hanging around, and she's like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot, but no promises. And she's talking in Valerian. Did you Valerian. know what... Um, yeah, there was a, uh, uh, a group of Redditors that did translate um, what she said. And the Valerian spell that she used uh, was translated by a group of dedicated Redditors. Um, it goes uh, like this. Uh, we ask the Lord to shine his light and lead a soul out of the darkness. We beg the Lord to share his fire and light a candle that has gone out. From the darkness, light. From ashes, fire. From death, life. Um, what is dead may never die. No. Uh, but I think it's interesting, um, the phrasing, which I, I know it's it's typical of, uh, like, Lord of Light, fire, you know, propaganda, blah, blah, blah. But uh, the the prophecy that is like alluded to in the books um, and like almost never said in the uh, the show itself um, talks about a guy that like is born or reborn from like fire and ash. 
So if this is kind of like a little allusion to that, then maybe we might be on track for an actual plot this season. We can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Melisandre gives John a haircut. Not exactly sure why that was needed, but whatever, it's a spell. Um, so both now he and Bran have had haircuts. That's good. Yeah, but John only got a little bit off the top. Um, there's still a far cry from getting that uh, popular pixie cut that's so uh, the rage in uh, King's Landing. King's Landing. Um, so th- she takes a long time cleaning up his body, and there's some very long shots of Jon Snow. His body must be decomposing at this point, right? Because it's been more than a day. It's supposed to be like living like, on gases. He's yeah, he's not in... decomposing yet. It yeah. doesn't happen that fast. Yeah, he's in rigor mortis. Plus, it's very cold up there. Um, so, her her necklace didn't seem to, like, spark or anything, which didn't give anything away, which I thought was interesting, because usually it, like, glows or something when she's doing something right. But, um, so she casts the spell in Valerian, and then she huffs and says, please, and it's a good thing she did, because that is the magic word. Uh, <laughs> and so, nothing happens at first. And then Tormund, Dolores, Ed, Melisandre, and then Davos. Davos eventually leaves. But Ghost is there and he's chilling, because he's like dogs do with corpses. And then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and oh look, Jon Snow gets up. Uh, who saw that coming? He doesn't get up. He just starts breathing. I mean, he he well, like he lunges at the camera. He comes back to life, and that's the first thing they show in the previews for the next episode is him sitting up. So he's back. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Do corpses, do dead men breathe? People that come back like to life that. do. He has all those holes in him. How can he breathe? Uh, how did how did Beric Dondarrion come back to life, even after his skull was crushed in? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just like if they, it kind of forces the body to live under whatever conditions it is in. Do you think that he was living inside of the wolf, inside of Ghost? No. They, they didn't really allude to much of that, because he kind of ignored Ghost for a big part of, like, the last few seasons. Um, but I, I think, uh, I don't know if he'll be able to eat, uh, but he can die again, at least. I, I, I don't know how the rules work exactly for this, uh, alive again, uh, thing Game of Thrones style is. I mean, we never see the mountain eat, right? No, we don't. Or talk. Maybe Jon Snow is a mute now. He'll, he'll talk. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I mean, he was making noises when he was breathing, so... Yeah, um, if... Indication. If we use Beric Dondarrion as our standard, he'll be able to, like, walk and move and fight and do whatever, but he can still die, uh, and, but he can also come back alive again, but he won't heal, I believe. So he'll just, like, deteriorate over time. So... The creators of the show made a big deal about seeing that he was dead. What do you guys think about that? Uh, you can't see it right now, but my eyes are rolling so hard. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Why? Why don't you think that was important? Well, they, they, they pretty much went on like a social media crusade, uh, throwing uh, Kit Harrington in like different interviews with people, and he had to... He kept saying, like, oh, no, I'm dead. I played a corpse. I'm dead. I played a corpse. That's Appar- why he was there. Apparently they referred to him as LC, so that it was Lord Commander, because they couldn't refer to him by name, because it was under such deep wraps. Yeah, I get that, but... Ugh. I mean, sure, he's technically dead. Like, whatever, okay, we get it. But it was, like, kind of the worst-kept secret, in my opinion. Yeah, 
That's fair. I think, but I mean, I think they, they made a big deal out of it for some of the theories about why he needs to die. And that sort of goes back to Melisandre's, um, you know, premonition or whatever that, that he would be, oh wait, no, that wasn't her. Whenever, whenever he got the offer to be the king of the north, and he was like super excited about it, but he was like, "Nah, I can't. I can't leave. The, I, I've made an oath and all this stuff." He died. His oath has been fulfilled. Yeah, that's I, a theory, anyway. There's, they could go a lot of different directions with, with him. He's got. There are so many. Like there, I was reading before we got on here, and I was just. There are so many different options for different things that could happen. It's crazy crazy. Do you think they brought him back too soon? I think they should have brought him back in the first episode. Okay, so not soon enough. No, I didn't care about Melisandre being old and stuff. That could have been <laughs> That was bypassed. weird. Yeah, That Who could cares? have been like one part of the episode, and then she realizes that she shouldn't be taking naps in the middle of the day. She should be helping them. How <laughs> selfish is that bitch? I mean, pretty selfish from what we've seen before. Casey, do you think he was brought back not soon enough, or... Uh, I mean, I guess they kind of had to drag it out just for suspense, but I'm, I'm, I, I, I agree. I think they could have brought him back in the first episode. Everybody knew he was going to come back, so. I think they should have never brought him back. I think it would have been more interesting and, and actually daring of them to like try to fulfill those shoes, but they would have been criticized criticized either way. Yeah, because I, in my opinion, I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, I don't think in the book he'll come back. Because that's that's too fantasy bullshitty, you know? Oh, I do. I think we'll come back in the books. Okay. Well, we'll see when it comes out. But um, <laughs> If I, it does. I think Jon Snow should stay dead. Uh, I think we should start a campaign, uh, make Jon Snow dead again. Or great again. Or make Game of Thrones great again. Make him dead again. That's the only campaign I can get behind. Okay, <laughs> but he has he has the opportunity to, to die again now that he's alive again. Yeah. What other predictions do you have? Um. Predictions, ugh, because all my last ones were so 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 spot on. Um. Uh, do you have a prediction, Casey? Yeah. Um. So, like I said earlier, there are a lot of theories that say that um, Tyrion is part Targaryen. Um, I was, I was, wa- I was either watching a video or like reading. I don't remember. Um, there, there were little clips that, that Tywin was always like, you know, I can't prove it, but you're not my son. And, and all this stuff, like obviously he hates Tyrion, but you know, there could be more to that. Um, and, uh, there's also, so part of the reason I think they brought, uh, Lyanna Stark back, in this episode, was to do a little bit of foreshadowing for a potential John storyline um, that Lyanna is actually his mother with Rhaegar Targaryen, um, and that would mean that he is the king of the North and the, you know, king of, um, of everything of Westeros, basically of everything. Yeah. So, and it makes sense with the Song of Ice and Fire being the actual title of everything, and that would all fit. True that. Um, the King of Ice and Fire. Yeah. Uh, I, I, 
I hope they don't make uh, the Liana flashback just like a little bit of a cock tease because um, how the hell is anyone going to impart that information to Jon Snow? Maybe Bran at some point if he finds that out? Because I can't think of anyone else that would have the information and be able to actually get it to Jon. Yeah, there was, so, you know, I'm, I'm sort of stealing this from the previews for next week, too, but there was a little, a little snippet um, that showed, like, young Ned Stark, and I think they might have some more flashbacks coming up, and I think that's going to be a big part of, like, how Bran is useful um, before, like, the all-out war starts or whatever, before the new leadership takes hold. I like how they said in the end of the show, like, after the show actually happened, uh, Wise and Benioff were like, oh yeah, we didn't want to use flashbacks because it's kind of a weak form of storytelling. And it's like, why are you doing it then? <laughs> well, they said it was weak, but they had a character that could, like, then impart some sort of experience or extrapolation from it. Because Bran's there to, like, experience the that, flashback. That remains to be seen. Yeah, true that. Um... I predict that Sam will piss his pants when he finds out that John died and came back alive. That's a good prediction. Also, where the hell is Sam? I know he's only been gone for like a week, but still. Like, boy, come back. Get back in the show. <laughs> You're the heart of the, the wall. It's definitely it's not only. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have any other predictions? I predict that... Uh, Ramsey is going to rally against the wall and that they're going to have to fight the wildlings, most likely. Um, and then the White Walkers are going to come down and to the other side, and then everyone's going to be trapped and Jon Snow's going to die again. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay, so who do we think uh, in this episode won the Game of Thrones? I like the ghost. I think he wins for being adorable. I didn't think anybody was all that wonderful this time. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, I think uh, Tyrion won this uh, round of the game uh, because he showed some serious balls by going into the dragon's lair and unshackling them. Like, that was one of the biggest things I think happened uh, in this episode. I think that Bran um, being so cool and like going back in time and stuff, you know, he's, he's safe and he... He's surviving so far. He's a time traveler. Um, so who do we think lost the Game of Thrones this episode? I'm going to say it, Ramsey. Ramsey always loses. He's always the worst. I think Waldo lost. She got eaten by dogs. Oof. Oh, that, yeah. baby, that baby wasn't even named yet, right? Right? No, yeah. probably going to be Bruce after she found out that her husband was dead. Wait, wait. Um, I'm going to say that uh, Reek... Threw in the towel this this week. Uh, Theon, Theon threw in the the towel this week because if he didn't. No, no, it's definitely Podrick because he can't light a fire. Well, I was gonna say that, <laughs> but whereas Theon uh, gives up, basically, he's like he throws in the towel. He's like, no, nah, you go. I'm gonna go home. I'm out. See y'all later. Yeah. Why? It, oh, sorry. Is Daenerys like just walking to Vice Dothrak right now? Forever? She just. Yeah, they walk everywhere. In big groups. Yeah. They're just, I guess they're all taking her there. I don't I don't know why that couldn't have been, like, a smaller portion of people, but there's, like, a big clip of, of them all walking. Like, all thousands of them. That sounds like the Hobbit. <laughs> they're gonna go find the ring. Oh my god, they found the ring. Yeah. 
And we were. And there's dragons. Um, back to King's Landing for a second. Why didn't Cersei try to resurrect her daughter just like they tried the, mount- the mountain? That's a very good question. Wow. Well, well, the mountain, the mountain had been poisoned. Um, remember, he wasn't, he wasn't like fully dead. They like. Marcella had been dead for, like, that entire boat ride. That's true. Is that just, like, a day, though? Because in, in, in Jon Snow time frame, it's only yeah. a day. Only a day happened. And they killed everybody in Dorne. Yeah, but I guess uh, the the mountain wasn't fully dead yet. He was just dying of poison, and they stopped the yeah. super deadly poison and made him come back even stronger and somewhat taller. Well, taller, maybe, though. maybe they added an extra bit of neck or like spine into him to make him taller. Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Um, any final thoughts on this episode of Game of Thrones? I want to see what happens with John. Like, I want to see what direction they're going in. They probably won't even spend time with him. They'll probably just go to the Dothraki lands or something. Because that's what they like to do. They like to put us off the, the scent. Do that's they, fair. though? Well, I mean, they have. They definitely love Jon Snow, but it just seems like they want to postpone that because they know we love him so much yeah i, I could see that even happening. though he's really actually pretty boring but there you know war is coming winter's already come i guess winter is taking forever yeah i wish that they had changed this to be like summer is coming and then we would actually care about global warming it's <laughs> a little bit of a stretch <laughs> <laughs> one can dream um okay so you can email us your questions and concerns and rantings to rhymeetreason at gmail.com and you can find us online and follow us. Joshua, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at jpriceisright. Casey, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram at kice24. Cool. And you can find me on Twitter at yoprice and on Instagram adiprice. That's where my art is. Our website is forthewatchpodcast.com and you can find older episodes there. Thank you very much for being on the podcast tonight, guys. For the watch. For the watch. <laughs> yeah. For the watch. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me.